Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. It's pretty fun seeing all these young ones. Um, And it was really pretty fun for me to watch three young ones up there this morning. I just thank you for the blessing of of, uh, allowing this dad to watch his kids uh, lead us with some music. And it was just really fun for me and for some of you who uh, it maybe have been the first time you got to meet my daughter, uh, seeing her up front. That's my daughter, Sarah, who, who is married to my son, Aiden. Where'd she go? Where is she? Over there. Okay, over there. So, hi, Sarah. Stand up. I'm going to make you... Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Okay. I love Christmas. It's fun. It's great to be with family, and we always do food, and and we decorate the house, and as you probably are in the same boat, you know, that as the Christmas season came upon you, you were looking at all the things that you had to do, and you realized you were behind schedule, and you had more to do, but we got our lights up, and, and uh, maybe maybe you had to do this too, dads. Um, I, I purchased some outdoor lights for the back deck, and I put them up, and, and Candace was skeptical at first. She was like, I don't know if I'm going to like those, and I said, okay, well, let's just give them a try. And so I put them up, and I zip-tied them to the railing, and I was out in the rain, you know, putting everything up, and I got them all done. Wait, I'm not going to move. Let's just bring it on up here, and I'll hang on to it. So we put up the lights, and I zip-tied them, and everything was there. I'm standing in the rain. It's really cold. I get them all done. The lights come on. Candace comes and looks, and she says, I love them. I think we should get another strand and move them so it takes the whole railing. So I went back out and I clipped and zipped and put up lights. And But I, I love it because at night, you know, the lights come on. You see that, that the beauty of, 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 it's just, it's different. And I loved coming home at, um, just before, right after Thanksgiving. You know, you start to see our, our neighborhood lighting up the lights. Just, they're mesmerizing. They captivate us. They take us. It's, we could, I could stare at our Christmas tree like all night long. It's just something something about it. I love doing that. Light is, um, there are some natural qualities to light. Light is, and I'm not a scientist, but I knew this from, from my eighth grade science class. Light is a particle and a wave. So I have Darren Nettleton over here affirming this for me. Darren, yes, okay. And, and quick aside, thank you, Pastor Jim, for bringing up that these are my students. It always makes me feel comfortable when I've got my own heckling crew Right here. I, I wish I could take you guys with me wherever I, wherever I go. So light is a particle and light is a wave. It, it behaves in, differently and it's a mystery really for a guy like me to, who doesn't understand science. But light has frequency and, and, and I know that the faster the frequency, it, suddenly you, light can become invisible. I don't get it. But that's a natural quality of light. And we know that there's actually a supernatural quality to light. As well. And the Bible tells us this in 1 John. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So there's a a natural quality to light, a supernatural quality to light. Now there's a personal quality to light. We have been called to have relationship and response to light. 
And not just aesthetically, but personally. This Christmas season reminds us that there are some things that we, we are called to do. And, and I've asked Nathan to put up on the, up on the slide. The, the sermon title today is just Shine. And we'll see where that goes as we move along. But Nathan, go ahead and put up our first point. We're called to seek light. And we're better to seek light than in the, in the pages of Scripture. So let's pray. And ask God's blessing and his illumination on us right now. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for a time that we can come together and we can worship you. We can go into your word. We can celebrate the light of the world. You who came in and conquered darkness to save us. We thank you that you are with us now. We thank you that you are in your word. And I pray, Lord, that it is your heart that is spoken today through my mouth. Guide my words and guide my thoughts. And guide our hearts to receive the truth of your Son in our lives. We pray this in your Son's name. Amen. So first off, we are called to seek light, to look for light. Okay? John chapter 1, if you're not there, turn with me to John chapter 1. In the beginning, John says, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not that light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Verse 10, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God, supernatural, supernaturally. Luke tells us, for the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost, us. God came seeking after us. And we thereby can seek after God because he loved us first so that we can love him. We need to seek light. We need to look for light. We've got to go and find it to see where it's going to be in our lives. And the problem is we're too busy looking cool sometimes. (laughs) Go ahead, say it. You look cool. Is that the best you guys could give me? Oh, man, after I praised you and everything. Sometimes we're so interested in looking cool, we put on those sun-blocking, light-blocking sunglasses. And we don't get to see light. We've been called to seek light. 
to cast away the darkness, to put it aside, the deeds of darkness, to seek light. And, and I don't know about you, I talked about this a little in Sunday school this morning. It can become so easy, especially during the holiday season, to have anxiety and worry and concern. And when things aren't going the way that I'm expecting them to go, I'm telling you, sometimes I've just, I don't like the way things go. I don't like the hustle and the bustle in the, in the mall. Sometimes in the mall, the people drive me nuts and the people are always pushing stuff, trying to sell it. And it's driving me crazy. And the commercialization of Christmas is driving me nuts. And I can put these on and I stop, I stop seeking light. I get so caught up into paying attention to the darkness that I fail to seek light. And to see where God would have me go. To see the paths that God would light up for my feet. Um, I had an opportunity to, well, we, had, we, we went car shopping. And that, that's, that's never fun to go car shopping, especially used car shopping, you know. And, and the last place I go, the, play, the place that I eventually purchased my vehicle from, I, I was sitting with the sales, the gentleman who was selling the car, and uh, Candace. I, I, I felt bad. I'd stolen Candace's one day off. Um, she and she was driving me from car dealership to car dealership all day long, and I felt terrible about that. And finally, when I made the decision, I said, "Yes, I'm going to make, purchase this car. Can we move forward?" And he said, "Yes." And here we go. And we're getting all the financing and all that stuff set up. And I said, "Candace, you have a green light. You can take off." And we're down in Renton, I think. Where were we? You know, I'm like, you got a green light, you can, you can go home. And she takes off, and here we go. And, and the sales guy comes over, and he says, um, we're just waiting for the phone calls back for, to move forward. We're just waiting for other people to call us. And I, that was, you know, okay, it's okay. I inconvenienced Candace. Well, now I'm inconvenienced, and I'm being inconvenienced a little longer and a little longer. And it wound up that I waited almost three hours as we worked through this. And the guy who sold me the car, they were closed. It was closing time, and he sat with me, and we talked. And I thought, boy, this is really inconvenient. Whatever shall we talk about <laughs> for three hours? So I just started asking him questions about his life and asking him questions about what he does. And he asked me questions about what I do, and I got to respond. And then we got to get into a conversation, and the conversation continued to go. And then we talked. Lovely man. Name's Michael. Pray for him. I did with him. When is that loan company going to call? Hello, Michael. Kind of ironic, huh? Michael, isn't Michael the Hebrew word, the name of the archangel, which means who was like the Lord? Seek light. Seek light. Next, and when you seek light, see light. See light. When I say this, I want to communicate an idea of having intimacy with light. Uh, now, keep your place here in John, but turn over to First John, chapter one. So keep keep John the Gospel and turn to John, First John the Epistle. John says this as well, that which was from the beginning, which 
which we've just read, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. We proclaim it to you, the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. John is telling us here that he and his disciples and the others had fellowship with Jesus. They saw Jesus. They heard Jesus. They, they felt Jesus. They felt the calluses on his hands. They saw the dirt under his fingernails. They smelled Jesus. They leaned upon each other sometimes at dinner. They spoke with Jesus. They rubbed elbows with Jesus. They worked with Jesus. They fed people with Jesus. They were fed by Jesus. They also fed Jesus. They were intimate. They saw light with them all the time. And here's the guy, John, who was called the son of thunder, who now speaks to us as the, God, as the apostle of love. When you look and seek light and when you see light, it transforms you. It changes you. You become a child of light. In John chapter 1, the gospel of, he says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Do you know who you are? I ask you. You're a child of God. You are a child of light. Do you know what you are called into? Light. A life of light. Which John said in chapter 10, that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, to, to rob light, to take life. But I have come that you may have life and life to the full. Light. Blasting, illuminating, bright. Get rid of these. Set them aside. The transcendent God became imminent and he made his dwelling among us. He left heaven to be with us, not just to show us how to live, but to die for us and take our sins upon him so that we can become children of light when we put our faith and trust in him and him alone. So seek light, see light. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, you don't need to turn there. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace, the God of light, the God of love will be with you. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you were called to become and to be? Your light. Your children of God. Last. Not last, but next. Bear light. John says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. If we really dig into the word there that John used, the word, the darkness has not understood it, has not taken it, has not reached it, has not comprehended it, has not overtaken it. Nothing can put out light. We are called to bear light. Um, and we often find darkness unbearable, don't we? I remember as a child being afraid of the dark. Maybe you were too. Um, I was going to conquer that fear of the dark as a young adult. I was 21, 20, 21, around that age when some of my friends uh, took me uh, on an incredible canoeing and camping trip through the Ozarks. And we tied our canoes up to the side of this cliff that we had to go up. It was about a 25-foot cliff. And they said, don't worry if you fall, you land in the water. <laughs> yeah, that put me at ease. And so we climb the cliff, and we go over the top of the ledge, and we get there, and there is this massive cave. And, and everybody had a flashlight, and we we're going to go into the cave. And we, and we go through, and it, it, it narrowed down to this one little hole like this. And, and they said, you're going to love it. Do you ever believe someone when they say that? You're going to love it. And so I climbed through first, and they said, you're going to have to go a little ways on your stomach because it's really, it's really low. And, and they were right. It was pretty low. And I'm, you know, so I couldn't even be on my hands and knees. I had to be down and like, you know, military. And I was crawling through and crawling through. And they said, as soon as you get to the end, turn right, go a little bit more, and then stand up. And I said, Okay. Well, I turned right, and it was, you know, she's not liking the story. And I'm going, through the, I'm going through mud and all that stuff, right? And I get there to the end, and I stand up, and it, it's just pitch black. Totally pitch black. Can't see a thing. And it was heavy. And it was on me, and it was, it was, it was like, it was the opposite of what I've expected, actually. I was expecting that I'd be like, because they, they told me it's this massive cavern and you're going to turn your flashlight on and you're going to go like this and you're going to see all these sparkling ceilings and stalactites and stalagmites and it's gorgeous. You're going to see it. It's good. And I stood up and it sounded more like everything was like this. Like, right? It was heavy darkness. And I said, I'm here, 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 here. Right to through. They said, turn on your light. So I turned on my light. And they had forgotten about the little, small anteroom cave that I was standing in that had bats hanging right here around my head. And I'm like, no! You know, (laughs) dropped to the ground, and they're like, what's going on? That wasn't mud, by the way, I was crawling through. Okay, so. (laughs) But as soon as I turned on that flashlight, well, I don't know who was more afraid, actually, the bats or me, but it was... But that whole, it was, it was only about this tall. It was this big, but it, it just illuminated. And suddenly, 
Right? My eyes were just taken by that light. I find darkness unbearable. But what do we often bear? We're called to bear light. Sometimes I think by our actions, we find light unbearable. Think on that. Think on that. I'm going to want to turn to Romans chapter 8. I have much to say, but I'm not going to be the one to say it. I think I'm going to let the Word of God say it instead. So as children of light, as bearers of light, Paul says to us in chapter 8, beginning at verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what, the sinful na- on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Let's go to verse 9. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if you live, but if if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, sons of light, of love. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship. And, for, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we also may share in his glory, in his light, in his love. So Paul's telling us, put these down. Don't live according to these. Live according to the light of God who indwells you, the spirit of God who moves you and breathes into you and gave you life. If Christ is in you, you bear Christ. You bear light. Uh, Some of you found that unbearable. I know. Because I intentionally left the Christmas trees unplugged. And more than three people have gone up there to try to turn them back on. Regardless of the note that says, please leave this unplugged. It was too much. I understand. It's unbearable. The decorations are nice, aren't they? I mean, they're really, they're lovely decorations. But what makes that Christmas tree come alive? Light. Light. We can hang a lot of ornaments on ourselves trying to look good. But what makes us come alive is light. The light that shines in the darkness. Now, Gary informed me that in in his desire to bring the unbearable back to bearable, he may have 
flipped a few switches. So we'll see what happens when I plug in. So I said to him, don't worry, I will work it into my illustration. They both have lights. What's up? One has the power of Christ. One doesn't. They both have the capacity to shine light. All humanity was made in the image of God. We were made to shine his light. But without the power of the Holy Spirit, no light. So we have to remember this. We don't go about trying to shine our light. We go around trying to shine his light. His light. And those ornaments just fade in comparison to the light of God shining in us. Last, be light. Don't turn there. Close your eyes. These are the words of Jesus concerning this light. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give it, it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Did you imagine a light on a stand? Did you see the words that Jesus said and kind of think them through? I was all set to have you work through that until I recognized as the royals came up and led us in Advent, we've got light on a table. What would, the, what would be the good of lighting the Advent candles and then putting a lid over them and, say, and telling people, we're celebrating Jesus under this lid. We're celebrating Jesus for the world to see. The light is not meant to be hidden and put out and, and contained and and covered up, the light is meant to be plugged in and shining. Let your light shine before all men. Everybody. Look, I'm, I'm preaching to this choir. I've been trying so hard to rest in God and kind of help give up things that he can burn away, particularly impatience. And I was shopping for groceries in a nice long line. I was the last one in line. Don't worry, I didn't do this to everybody behind me. And I approached the checkout, the, you know, the cashier, and... I was just had been listening to all of the conversations she was having with everybody as she went through. And I was like, you know, I got to go, 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 got to go. And then I said, what am I doing? So I just engaged with her in a conversation. We just started talking. And I, I won't, I won't, for her sake, I won't go into what it is that we talked about. But she said something, and I asked her a very direct question, and she stopped, and she looked at me, and she started to cry. And I reached over, and I took the, this line is closed sign, and I put it on the conveyor belt. 
And I said, do you want to talk? And she said, do you have time? (laughs) No. I did not say that. No, but I do have an eternity. What's my rush? What's my rush? So we talked for a while. I asked her if I could pray for her. She said, yes. Would you like to pray now? She said, no. I said, all right. I have since gone back into the grocery store. She sees me. She says, hey, how's it going, prayer man? I like that. Maybe it'll lead to another conversation. I don't believe in coincidence. God provides opportunities for us every day. Be light. These are his Deeds that he has presented for us to live and shine. Be light. Um, in conclusion, so we seek light, see light, bear light, and be light. These candles are not light. They're being consumed by the light. Are you a consumer or are you a consumee? Are you taken from God or are you allowing God to take from you and shine brightly? When he gave us life eternal, he said, and now your life is mine. What are you holding back? What are you keeping from the God of light? What gets in the way? Let's shine. Shine shine. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together. We thank you that we can be in your word. We can be your children. And Lord, I'm just convinced that if each and every one of us knew more and more and more in our heart, not just in our head, in our heart, of who we are in you, this light that we hold would shine so brightly in this world which is so dark that your glory would go out and others would know to shine with your light. We thank you, Father, and we praise you in your son's name. Amen. Before I dismiss you, I just want to let you know again from the staff, from the elders, from everyone, what a joy it is to to serve you and to be serving alongside of you here at Berean Bible Church. We desire, uh, we desire greater fellowship with you. We desire that you have greater fellowship with our Lord. And we pray that uh, we can do anything to help you. We will do that. And so I know here's something that you can pick up, uh, a great way to uh, infuse light into your life. Susie's put together some reading calendars for us. This purple one, you'll find these both out in the narthex. This purple one is our, a reading calendar for uh, the monthly reading that will tie into the sermons that will be going on here at the church in Sunday morning. And then there's a one-year Bible reading plan if you'd like to do that as well. You can pick these up out there. We're glad again that you've joined us. Merry Christmas to everybody. Spend time with the ones that you can while you can while they're here. So thank you again.